You're listening to Prep Period, the only podcast for teachers that's focused on quick wins and actionable tips that can be implemented in your classroom tomorrow. Prep Period starts in three, two, one. Welcome to the Prep Period Podcast. My name is Brian Bean, and like always, I'm your host. And today, we're going to talk about how to teach project-based learning from a distance and how to teach kids to work in teams online more effectively. And our guest today is going to be Katie McLean from the Northwest Career and Technical Academy. So welcome, Katie. Now, before we dive in too much, uh, first things first, let's get our listeners a little bit more familiar with you. So Katie McLean has been the broadcast journalism slash film studios instructor for Northwest Career and Technical Academy in Las Vegas, Nevada. So uh, you've also focused uh, on career skills such as workplace readiness, skill certification, uh, and you've always been dedicated to helping teenagers and young adults prepare for their futures uh, as contributing adults in society. (laughs) Uh, that sounds really proper. Like anything you want to add, real quick? No, nah, I teach video production at Northwest in Las Vegas. You covered that. I've been here for three years and I'm loving it. So yeah, oh, that's great. That's great. Now, uh, when I read through kind of the the pre stuff that I do before we do these podcasts, I got real excited because I noticed that we're going to talk a lot about project based learning. Yes, my, um, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, my teaching model is basically one giant project-based learning mechanism. And so this is something near and dear to my heart. And so it's kind of fun. Uh, now, I know from a lot of personal experience that teaching project-based learning can be kind of tricky in person, depending on what you're doing, what the circumstances, the environment, your students, it can and get tricky. I can only imagine what it would be like trying to do it online remotely so we'll get to that in a minute um it is such a critical component to most cte courses right so you know what let's just dive right in how do you do that from a distance how do you pull that off remotely okay so there's three things when it comes to like learning right like when when students go to school they, they learn three things the one thing that they do is they focus on like the memorization of terms and like, like uh, any, any theories or anything like that. Like you get, you get to learn that. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you go in and your second thing and you have your um, performance, right. Your technical skills. What can you do? Like, what is the end result if I gave you a project, but in CTE, there should be a third wheel and that's your workplace readiness skills, right? And these are the things that make project-based learning either from here or from afar, the successful stuff, because you have to learn how to write an email. You know how many students I had to teach this year how to write an email to somebody, right? How to work in a team, how to call yourself reliable, you know, those those different things that you have. So when it comes to project-based learning, you're thinking, okay, if we, if we work on the, the, the memorization and how it works and what it does, right, and we take what you're doing, we just need to remember that process that we have afterwards, right? We need to know a checklist, okay? So if you were to go to work and you had your boss and he said, um, I need this video edited, 
do you think he means, oh, you can get to it next week? Or do you think he means it right now? Right? Mm -hmm. So, so when they come to these, we're all virtual right now, when they come to these project based learning, like things, um, basically, you have to you have to provide that list of steps and you have to get the kids thinking of these things instead of doing it for them. Like when we started this year, I said, all right, this year is virtual. It's different with my video two kids and those kids run like um, our news and the YouTube and all that stuff. And um, I say, what do you want to do? What do you want your news to look like? What does that look like? You know? And they started coming up with these ideas and I'm just like, okay, great. So what are the steps that we need to do to get there? Yeah. And then they started telling me these steps. And so th those are the different things. And that's how you make it work. You have the kids think. I feel like all the time in school, when you're in English or math, they're telling you, learn this, do this, you do this, you do this. And they don't teach that. How do I think of how to do this by myself? So then when they have a project, my kids are responsible for a video a week. And I mean, over the 40 different kids, you have, uh, um, you have different ideas, different shows, everything. And so between the 40 kids I have in that group, we do 15 different shows a week and two wow. of them are live, right? Yeah. But that's because they've gotten into the mindset of they know how to do it. They know what it means. And now they're actually practicing it, but it has to be those workplace skills. So I think we're going to talk about teamwork, but project-based learning from a distance is all about asking them to, how does this work? Right. Like, how would I get there and how would I do that for myself instead of having like your mom or dad or teacher say, OK, add two plus two yeah. and that equals four. There's no formula. They have to think that. And that's something that kids don't get to experience unless it's CTE. Right. Yeah. No, uh, I think you've, you've touched on something very, very critical. Um, I think a lot of times teachers, when they're teaching in person, uh, it's very easy to fall into the trap of holding the kids hands. But when, yeah. they're at a, when you're teaching remotely, you, you can't do that. Um, and I love your, your concept here of emphasizing that this has got to be you. You're, you're developing a skill that you're going to use someday and mom and daddy aren't going to be there. So you've got it. And so giving them that sense of ownership, I think, uh, probably would be critical. Would you agree? Oh, a, a thousand percent. I mean, this next lesson I'm, I'm setting up next is on, we talked about reliability, right? And I'm going to have them evaluate themselves, but I'm also going to give it to another classmate and have their classmate evaluate them. My kids have been in their class for one, two years together. So they kind of know, but I think working in these groups, it's just, it's just one of these things that they have to be self-aware and yeah. especially in this environment. And like how you said, I can't come up with the ideas. So it's like when a student emails me saying, what am I missing? I said, I have no idea. Can you go figure that out? You know, and then they realize, <laughs> oh, I do have access to figure this out. I do have the tools to be successful. I can do this, you know, like yeah. on my own, because yeah. that's what our whole point in CTE is to be able to transition our students into the workplace and be people that the industry wants to hire, yeah. you know, yeah. But yeah. they don't want a boss doesn't want to micromanage. I don't know. Maybe some bosses do, but I sure as heck hate micromanaging. <laughs> right. You know, it, it and it sounds oversimplifying. It sounds like you're oversimplifying a complex yeah. problem. But the reality is is that it doesn't have to be more complex than that. You can literally look at a student and be like, I don't know, go figure it out. And I think yeah. a lot of kids 
grow up in the system with teachers that sometimes don't do that. And so they're used to allowing the teacher to be that crutch. And so I love yeah. that idea. Um, and, it, and it's hard. And to just finish that point is it's, it's hard because you would have the, the students look at that and teachers always want to be the favorite teacher, right? It's just our, it's our complex. It's why we go. We want those little thank you cards in the mail, right? And so mm -hmm. when we're sitting there and we're saying, okay, figure it out. Now you're figuring out, okay, the line between being their teacher and being their friend. Cause I feel like some teachers like going in there and being the children's friend. Yeah. And I don't like to run it like that. I want them to know that they can come to me if they have any issues or anything like that. Cause I am their teacher, but I want them to also know that I'm not going to play around in their class. If they're missing, they're missing. And I tell them, I said, Hey, I said, Hey, and I, and I, and I, and you have to go through those emotions of not being well liked or somebody tweeting something and then another student sharing it with you about you on, you know, their Instagram, right? Yeah, like just blowing up, caring about, you know, everybody but, but, but that's what it is. So I get it when some teachers get afraid to be like, I don't know, you know, like, and yeah. that's where that line no, is. For right? sure. <laughs> I love it. Now you kind of alluded to this earlier and uh, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to talk about things that are tricky to pull off uh, project-based learning, at a distance, yeah, that's tricky, but getting teams to work or getting kids to work in teams from yeah. a distance and managing and navigating that uh, conundrum for teachers. So what is your secret to doing that successfully online? Getting kids to work together as teams. My kids pick what they want to do. They pick their topic. They pick like if they want to be an editor or they want to just write scripts or they want to do something. They see if there's they have someone that they know in the class and said okay we can be in this groups and i keep them in that group all year long mm. and 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 i think that's hard sometimes when you want to switch up the groups and you want to do stuff but it's it's hard to measure growth when you're constantly changing groups and stuff so oh, so we use google classroom uh, or not google classroom uh google meet mm -hmm. for our um stuff and google meet has gone through so many different changes like recently yeah. but they just came out with their breakout rooms and it's really cool because it's built into the program where i can assign them different breakout rooms and kind of join them as if i was walking around the class so they yeah, have a Zoom nice does that it's a great feature uh, yeah, yeah 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 and i saw that too and i was like what a what a good way to do that so putting them in teams is hard but let me tell you my two my two classes that run those shows try about different classrooms. So I do have students that are in one class and I have students in their group that are in the other class. But since they are such good friends over the years, you know, I said, okay, let's try to make this work. And you could see if a student wants to work with his buddy, he'll do anything he can to do it, you know? So putting those like-minded individuals, I've had some students um, that never knew each other before and I put them in a group and they actually work amazingly well together, you know, because they have similar interests. So well, I think yeah. getting to know your students, these breakout rooms and just trying to do stuff is, is just a way to make it work online, I guess. Well, and you touched on something that is, that is fundamental that I think is often overlooked. Um, and it's not just applicable to CTE to go to any classroom. And that is that you empowered your students to yeah. take ownership of the project being like, okay so what is it that you want to do what role do you want to play instead of just assigning them at random uh, or or leaving it up to the team to work it out you you, you give them like okay what do you want to do what role do you want to play uh so in a yeah. situation like that what if you have two students who want to play the same role do you put them in different groups or well, do you let them work it out or rotate what's your secret 
so they kind of come up with their ideas together. Um, but let me tell you, I have some students that work on multiple shows because mm. that's so I have a student that writes for our movie review show, Screen Hawks, right? But the writer also hosts our homework hotline show where once a week we go on Twitch and we actually um, answer students' questions about their homework. Kind of like the old where you can call PBS, right? Yeah. And say, hey, help me with my homework. We do that, but we do it live on Twitch and try to help with the homework. But oh, that's awesome. people like to wear multiple hats. And I never want to put someone in a position that you hate because it's like going to a job that you hate, right? Like, it's yeah. like, oh, I have to do this job. So if a student says, hey, I want to do this, but I also want to try to do this, I'm not going to stop them from trying, but I will like stop them if it's becoming too much. And I do have students that do take on so much and I always am constantly being like are you overwhelmed are you okay it's okay if you're not okay you know and that's when I yeah. put my teacher face on instead of my boss face but yeah so I asked trade them. their kid who's you're pulling teeth to get him to do anything for yeah. a student who's like I want to do it all. I want to just, how much more can I do? I mean, that's the, those are the kind of problems you pray for as a teacher. Oh well, yeah. Awesome. It's, it's silly. It's silly. And it's, it's, and sometimes I push students and I say, Hey, I think you're going to host this show. How do you feel about that? And I see their reaction and I say, let's just try it once. I'll always make everybody try a different position once. So that way I can say, yep, they did it, you know, yeah. but <laughs> at the same time, I mean, you know, when I put people in front of camera that are super, super shy, I'm saying, let's just try it once. <laughs> see what it's like but usually they i never see them on camera ever again because <laughs> they're back writing the scripts because yeah. they just like writing you know tell, so them to get in the, tell them to get into doing podcasts you know, yeah, yeah 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 exactly go. well with their camera off so there right. you go <laughs> uh, as i say that as i know that someday Stu Kent's gonna broadcast this as a video and everyone's gonna oh see yeah me. no they love this all right um so okay uh there is another thing that you mentioned uh in our pre-show that I that I really want to get and sink our teeth into this because mm -hmm. you 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 said something and I'm gonna call you out on it. All right? Okay. You said okay. Let's how do to get them the willingness to do the impossible. I believe was your exact words. The willingness to do the impossible. How do you cultivate in your students willingness to do the impossible? Because that's a that's a big task right there. How do you do it? So we, we, so actually, um, let me clarify first, what do you mean by impossible? So impossible is like stuff when I say, let's do this, right? And you just automatically go, you know, glass half empty, like that will never happen. Like, that's a horrible idea. Like, no, like, this is not good. Right. So when I say impossible, I think of, think of something that like your friend would say, Hey, let's try this. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously if it's not dangerous or illegal, then, you know, like you could say, oh, that'll never happen. Yeah. Right. So, so you automatically think that. So that's what I mean by impossible. Okay. So how do you point. get them to do that? How do you get them to, to cross that line? So things that are hard, um, I can get done right away. Things that are impossible take maybe a couple trial and errors, but basically, um, and my students will tell you that I think I come up with some insane ideas sometimes like starting this, um, doing 15 shows a week, right. On YouTube, obviously it was a struggle at first to get the students in routine and get it done, but they produced this past semester or this past quarter, 10 episodes, you wow. know, and, and, it, it, it took a lot, a little bit of pushing for me and a little bit of me, me be saying, okay, but it took it from them um, uh, because they said, I said, what do you want to do? Right, right, 
be like in the beginning of our podcast, right? You say, what do you want to do? You want to drive it. So some of my students are like, I want to run a show about anime reviewing, right? And what do I say? That sounds like a great idea. How is that going to look, right? And then they start driving their stuff. But if I told my kids in the beginning of the year that they were going to do 10 episodes, they would probably look at me and be like, I don't know, you know, like, can we do this? Can we get this? I, we started with zero followers and I said, okay, at the end of this year, we're going to have 200 followers. How are we going to get there? And they were like, okay, by putting good content, we do our social media, like they learned how analytics and stuff and they're, and they're actually seeing this. And so impossible would be some of our big ideas like this live homework hotline show that we have going on you know I get tutors from every club trying to get community service hours so they can get their like court or whatever to graduate you know they come and they tutor and we run this live show every week and it's at first it was kind of scary and nervous you know but now we built like that community and everybody shows up we have a good time for like half an hour we leave and so we came to the realization that we wouldn't have a homecoming this year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what if we ran a live homecoming on Twitch? And they were like, what? And I said, yeah, we all dress up and we host a live show. What is that going to look like? You know? And they were like, okay, okay. And they got into it and we broadcasted it on Twitch. It was two hours long. Every show came with their own episode. It was all eighties theme. So the whole playlist was all eighties music, you know, and everybody dressed up, had those lights and stuff. And we had over 500 viewers, whether from our school or from Twitch, but I mean, either way at the end, the kids were like, I can't believe we did that. And that's what I told them in the beginning. I said, think about it. Think about when you were in high school as a junior, right? Are you going to be sad that you missed homecoming? Or are you going to be like, hey, we ran a virtual homecoming and I we thought Miss McLean was crazy, but we did it, that's you know? Awesome. And now yeah. I've seen these kids see this stuff. And I said, look, we have over 100 views. So we celebrated for that. We have over 200 views. We celebrate for that, you know? And then they started battling and getting into it. But these impossible things that I'm thinking of from these kids, they, I think they're seeing that they're possible. So next year we're actually have more live shows, you know, because these kids are stepping up saying, I think I want to try something live now because I see that we can do it. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. But if I look at the other schools and we look up other schools as news all the time, not to say anything, but I feel like my kids have seen what we can do. And now they're just trying to make it even better so that when other schools get to YouTube and all these different things, we've already done it, you know, like they want to be the first. So that's, that's what I mean by, you need to be that teacher. And if a student comes up with you with an idea, you can't say, no, I don't think that's going to work. You have to have that willingness to be like, that's a good idea. Let's well, do I this. love it. And it, it yes. kind of seems like the theme of this episode is, you know, we're going to oversimplify the complex, but really it sounds like the, the trick is just simply to take on the attitude that there is no such thing as impossible. You want no. to get your kids willing to be impo- to do the impossible? There is no thing that's impossible. There's a way to do it. Let's just go find out. I love we're, it. We're paving the way for these kids to go into the industry and get a job and realize everything that they learned was just the beginning of what they can do. Like like you said so yourself, you know, you create you were a teacher, you created the program, and now you're here doing a podcast with me, right? Who would have thought? Who but we need to empower thought? We want to empower these kids to think, hey, this is this, this is this, this is this, right? And that's 
that's what you that's what you want yeah, you know absolutely. like you want these kids to go out and be our future because when i'm in a retirement home in boca somewhere i want to be able to watch tv and say i taught that kid one time you know like exactly. and maybe they'll send me a check for a hundred dollars on my birthday i don't know but we're, we're sitting here exactly. you want to be like i know that guy and your kids are like you know the president like yeah i taught him in school I taught him that exactly. was that was my kid and I am very proud of it and I, I and I build that relationship so afterwards I can track them and I know a lot of my kids have gone to the local university here in state and out of state for broadcasting and they're doing great and they're so happy that they stuck with the program for the three to four years that they were in my school that they really want to continue it and do something awesome and and, and that's what I think is lacking sometimes, especially we're in this time where we're social distance, we're not around each other, kids are weird, they don't turn their camera on, they don't want you to see them for some reason, mm -hmm. like they're sleeping or something, right? But you you empower them to do something and you could see all the great things that the kids are doing. And I always tell them every time, it's because of your hard work is why we're here. I don't, I didn't do anything. You guys did it. I just gave you the tools to be successful. And I think if more CTE teachers focus on what tools can I give my student right now? Maybe if you're teaching like mechanical technology, you don't want your 18 year old cranking on your car outside, right? <laughs> but yeah. what can I do differently that will empower them to think about these topics and stuff themselves? And I love projects because anyone can memorize anything, anyone can pass a test, but what can you do at the end of the day? And mm -hmm. that's, that's what this whole thing is about. And wow. I'm so happy I'm here to share that. I love it. Well, thank you very much for coming on to our show. I sure appreciate that. I know that I got inspired from it. Makes me oh, wish I was you. still in the classroom. And and so thank you very much for joining us. No, absolutely. Check us out on HMG News. We'd love to have you subscribe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll put that in the, in the afterthought. I'll put on a link for you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. This has been a great experience. And I hope a lot of teachers learn from this. What an episode. Thanks so much to Katie for joining us. Uh, you know, for any of you who are interested, uh, it's just amazing how much stuff that her kids are pumping out out of that class. So if any of you are interested, you can go to YouTube and then do a search for HMG. It stands for Hawk Media Group. HMG News. And you'll find it. It popped. Actually, I did it and tested it myself and it the, it finished it for me before I got done. It's apparently it's pretty popular stuff. They come out with about 15 shows a week, so that's worth checking out. You can also go to twitch.tv and then do a search for Hawk Media Group News. Apparently, HMG News was already taken on Twitch, so they had to do actually spell out Hawk Media Group News. And that's how you can find their live stuff. They do things like gaming tournaments that their students are producing, as well as their homework hotline where they actually have student-driven peer tutoring for kids all over the country. Definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, for my final thought of the day, I just, I was, I'm inspired by what Katie's doing, uh, particularly with this concept of willingness to do the impossible by, by reframing what impossible means and just eliminating that completely you know and it reminds me of a concept that i was once taught uh, about the idea of sense making for your for different people particularly i think this works really well with students um, where they're faced with something really really challenging or a confusing situation when a teacher can can provide some sense to that 
Uh, and one of the best ways to do that is to give them a mental map of where they of where they're trying to go. And more often than not, that map's going to change. It's going to evolve. Uh, it's it's probably wrong and definitely incomplete to begin with. But they need a starting point. So you give those students that starting point and say, okay, here's where you're at. Here's where you want to go. Not quite sure how you're going to get there, but let's get you going. Get you get you started and reframe that concept that you know what this isn't impossible. This is something very doable, and you're going to do it. And I love that concept. Uh, instigate that in your teaching. I think you'll be able to see amazing things from your students. Uh, so with that, uh, we'll sign off for now. Uh, as always, if you have anyone that you think would be interested to be a guest on our show, have them email me at brian.bean at stukent.com. B-R-I-A-N, bean just like the vegetable. So brian.bean at stukent.com. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, staying awake. Stay healthy. Love y'all. Thank you.